So here we are, 2022. The title this morning is Let's Charge 2022 Together. We find ourselves um, in the first part of January, and many people have this um, tradition or ritual, and it's called a New Year's resolution. And I couldn't help but think of Mark and Brad and Tony uh, this morning um, because you guys probably have this opportunity to perhaps see that on a different level than we do, because one of the more popular New Year's resolutions is, I'm going to get healthy this year. I'm going to join the gym. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to get in shape, along with other things. And those are awesome, and I'll probably refer to them as we speak this morning. But I'd like to focus your attention today on a specific gentleman in the Bible. His name is Caleb. And you can find him if you want to turn to Joshua chapter 14. While you're turning to Joshua chapter 14, and Miss Angie's going to be so sweet, and she's going to have verses up there. Joshua chapter 14, we're going to start reading in verse 7. Um, I found out early this morning as I was getting ready to come to our gathering that pastor wouldn't be able to make it. And um, I began to say, well, God, if he's not going to be able to make it, then I really would appreciate it if you drop a word in my heart for the body today. And uh, so we finished praise and worship, and I went back to, uh, to check on the online host this morning. And if you guys are joining us online, we just are so thankful for you. We want to say, uh, just feel free to, to grab your Bible and join in with us this morning as we dive into the Word. Thank you for joining us for worship. But uh, the online host, hostess said, are you ready? And I said, well, I tell you what, there are three things that I can talk about without a lot of thought. One is sports, if you know me, Charlie. I mean, just Charlie and I see each other occasionally, and when we do, we can just dive right into sports. I'm like that with multiple people in this body. And so sports doesn't take a lot of thought on my end to get ready. The other one, another one is my family. If you want to say, how are your kids doing? How is Adonai as she's preparing to go back to college? Or how are things for Titus or Trinity or Josiah? How's your wife doing? I can just talk and just brag and smile and it's all good. That doesn't take a lot of effort on my part. As you parents very well know, it's easy to talk about your family. And the other thing is Jesus. It doesn't really take a lot of unction and preparation. It's good to be prepared, but I love to talk about Jesus. And so that's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to talk about Jesus in the life of a character named Caleb. In Joshua chapter 14, if you guys are with me this morning, I'd like to read a few verses. We're going to start in verse 7. I'll be reading uh, from the NIV. Caleb speaking says, I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to explore the land, and I brought him back a report according to my convictions. We're just going to pause right there. Caleb was one of the 12 spies that was sent by Moses to explore the land of Canaan. If you guys can remember, I'll bring you up to speed. Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt where they had been in captivity. 
And as they were departing, um, we know that Pharaoh and his army chased them and, and Moses was able to lead the Israelites across through the Red Sea and the Red Sea then came in and drowned Pharaoh and his army. And it began the journey of the Israelites to a land called Canaan, a promised land flowing with milk and honey. And so the Israelites traveled about this time there were between two and two and a half million Israelites that were traveling. That's a lot of people. And uh, they came to the brink, to the borders of Canaan. And Moses said, I'm going to send 12 of you into the land, and you're going to spy it out, and you're going to check it out, and you're going to see if it's exactly what God has said that he's going to give to us. And so here the 12 spies go into the land, and they explore it. And they, they, they search it out, and they're able to observe what's going on. And they come back. And you can imagine the group of Israelites that were still there, the two and a half million. They're waiting on pins and needles as this report comes back. This is what they've been doing, searching, waiting for. And the 12 spies meet with Moses and the elders. And you guys are perhaps familiar with this, that 10 of the 12 said, we can't go. We can't do it. It's too, it, it's, there's, there's giants in the land. They're just going to, they'll demolish us. We can't stand against them. Regardless of what God has promised, we can't go. We can't do. And they brought back, the Bible says, a negative report. But there were two spies, Joshua and Caleb. And they brought back a favorable report and they said, it's exactly as God says that it was. It's laid out just like he promised. And if he said that we can take it because it's ours, then we can take it because it's ours. And they believe what God said, but the other 10 did not, stirred up the people. And we know that they were not able to enter the promised land, but they traveled in the wilderness for 40 years because of their unbelief. Back to Caleb. Caleb said at the end of verse 7, I brought him a report according to my convictions, but my fellow Israelites who went with me made the hearts of the people melt in fear. I, however, followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. Verse 9, so on that day Moses swore to me, the land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance and that of your children forever because you have followed and believed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. Verse 10, now then, just as the Lord promised, he's kept me alive for 45 years since the time that he said to Moses, while Israel moved about in the wilderness, so here I am today, 85 years old. I'm still as strong today as the, as the day Moses sent me out. And I'm just as vigorous to go out and battle now as I was then. Verse 12. Now, give me this hill that the Lord has promised me. Mm. Let's look at Caleb. And let's see his conviction that he mentioned. Let's see his heart. And, wow, Krista, what you shared was so good this morning. 
giving God our, our whole heart and not just part of it. You know, we say, well, God, you have my heart, but I'm going to keep this part and I'm going to keep this part and I'm going to do what I want to do over here. And that's fine. It's all your choice. But if you want the blessing of God on your life, the blessings of God on your life, you give him your whole heart. There's, there's a, a statement that's just, I've been chewing on forever. And so often we confuse the love of God from the blessings of God. And you can't be separated from God's love. I don't care what you do. I don't care where you go. I don't care what you say. You can't be separated from the love of God. It is just overwhelming and it saturates. And that's what he does. He pours out. And the love of God is unconditional. But the blessings of God aren't. The blessings of God isn't unconditional. There are things in the word that, that God has laid out that says, if you do this, you'll be blessed. Now, I can grace you all I want, and grace is God's unmerited favor. But there's extra blessings that come with obedience. And I go back to the gym. Am I still on? Okay. I go back to the gym. So I'm going to use the three guys that I mentioned earlier, and you guys are going to be my examples today, Mark and Tony and Brad. So this time of year, here we go, have a flood of people come in and they go, we want to get into shape. What do we need to do? And these three guys are going to begin to speak to these individuals and give them information. And so the first part of the blessing comes with hearing the instructor. If I don't hear the instructor, I don't know what to do. If I don't hear the referee, I don't know the rules, okay? And so the personal trainer instructs the individual. And the first thing that Caleb did when he says, I have followed God wholeheartedly, was he heard God's voice. And he, he, he did through Moses. Moses um, said, Caleb, I'm hearing from God, and God has promised you and your descendants that hill. It's yours. And Caleb stood on that. Every person used of God first hears his voice. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. They know me. They follow me. It's hard to receive instruct. I'm sorry, it's hard to... Um, further myself in a situation if I don't first get the instruction of what I need to do. And so I go into the gym and I say, guys, this needs help. My diet needs help. My habits need help. What do I need to do? And I wait. And this is, this is so important. I hope you able to catch this today. If we want to grow and prosper and be effective and have a bright light, be the bright light and be the effective salt, we have to hear the voice of the instructor. And pastor says it a lot, you know, people give him grief and have over the years. You hear the voice of God? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because his word says, my sheep hear my voice. I know the voice of God. Um, one of the stories that I've, I've told before um, in Fusion 
is that I remember being very young back in the day when Walmart had video games in their lobby. <laughs> they have three or four video games out there. Everyone my generation is doing this. Everyone below my generation is going, what? Like an Xbox? They had it hooked up in the lobby? In this little foyer area, when you walked in, you always had three or four video games. I'd save my quarters from week to week because I went shopping with my mom, and while she shopped at Walmart, I played Pac-Man. <laughs> I played Galaga. Those were real games, trust me. Okay, and so here I am, and I've got my three quarters, and it's going to take me about the same amount of time to get rid of these three quarters as it is for mom to shop. And I'm putting in my quarter, and I'm playing this game, and I'm going, and two guys come up behind me. You know, and you can kind of see the reflection in the video game. And here they come up. They're bigger than me, one on each side. And they start commenting on my game while I'm playing. And they're using, like, they're using words that are not very comfortable. And they are loud and boisterous, and they're pushing at each other, and they just give off this, this aura, and I didn't really care for the language. And I heard God's voice say, leave. Don't stay here. Leave, go. And here's how I heard him say it. He said, John, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Don't stand in the way of sinners. Don't sit in the seat of the scornful. Your delight is somewhere else. It's in my law, and in my law you'll meditate day and night. I'm not trying to be super spiritual or weird, I just heard it, audible, and I said, okay, and I left, and I just remember telling dad, I said, you know, you've told me all these years about hearing God's voice, I said, and I told him the situation, it wasn't anything major, you know, God didn't send me to, to some remote country and, you know, call me to lead a revival of two million people, but I heard his voice, and I knew it in my heart. And Caleb knew God's voice. He heard it. And number two, he believed it. He first heard God's voice and then he believed it. So here I'm back in the gym and I hear Mark tell me, well, okay, what you need to do in order to accomplish the goals that you have is you kinda, you're going to need to cut back a little bit on the soda, because I just mentioned to him that I'm doing four and five Mountain Dews a day. He goes, that's killing you. That's not good, and you're having issues because you're putting too much sugar and too much caffeine in your body. My choice. Okay. I'll try that. I believe you. Because blessings come in belief. Belief, another word for that is faith. And, and Hebrews eleven six 6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So I believe what Mark is telling me. Now I can say, well, who are you to judge me? Who do you think you are? Mark's like, why is he preaching to me today? <laughs> Mark's always got a great smile, and I, I love looking in his eyes. But... You know, I, for me to get all then ruffled and be like, well, you have no right to do anything to judge me. I'll drink soda if I want to, bless God, and I can, I'm just going to do it my way. And Mark says this, you can do it your way. Go right ahead. 
Let me know if that works for you. But if I believe what Mark says, because Mark is fit and Mark is healthy, I say, whoa, the proof is in the pudding. I see something in your life that I want in my life, and I'm going to believe what you say. And that's what God is having, is telling us today. If you want the blessing on your life, believe what I'm saying to you. If you know that you've been given a mountain, then God's given you that mountain. His word is true. He cannot lie. All his promises are yes and amen. Believing is faith. So Caleb heard God's voice. And then he believed it. And so here he goes to Moses. I love this. Uh, actually, he goes to Joshua. My bad. We're in Joshua 1. Moses has died, and Joshua is now the leader of the Israelites. And Caleb goes to Joshua after everyone else has died off and they've wandered for 40 years, and Caleb has had to pay the price for someone else's decision. Caleb knew from the get-go that that was his mountain. But he had to wait for 40 years because someone else blew it. And there are times where you may say, this decision only affects me. That's a lie. Every decision you make affects someone else. Don't give me, it's my decision. It's my body. I'll do what I want. It just affects me. That's not true. That is a lie. Caleb was affected for 40 years because of someone else's unbelief, and he walked in faith. And so he said, you know what, God? While I'm waiting, I'm just going to serve. I'm just going to believe. I'm not going to let the enemy steal the mountain vision that you've given to me. And so he told Joshua, he goes, um, remember back when we went into Canaan 45 years ago? Joshua, yeah, I remember. Well, God promised me a mountain, and uh, I'm 85 now, but that doesn't change the vision that God's given me, and it doesn't change his word, and doesn't change his promise. Give me, give me, give me my mountain. Let me take it. I'm sure Joshua said, have at it, right over there. You know where it's located. You go get it. Caleb heard God's voice. He believed God's voice. And number three is the kicker. It's the application. As we charge 2022 together, it's where the rubber meets the road. It is the bottom line. And it's this. Caleb acted upon God's word. And so here we are back to me and I'm trying to cut back on my five Mountain Dews a day. And I say, you know what? I heard what the trainer said and I believed what the trainer said and now I'm gonna act upon what the trainer says. By faith, I'm going to say, this is the plan for me. And guess what? You guys are gonna have this epiphany. Boom! Results follow. If I want to feel better, I need to do what I've been told, and I have. Back up on the soda. And I appreciate Brad and I have had several conversations over the past few months just about health, about making good choices about benefits that come from good choices. Do I have to make a good choice? Nope. I don't have to. Eat all the sugar I want. 
sleep as late as I want, exercise very, very little, sit around, do nothing, exert no energy, spend no energy, have no results. That's my decision. I'm not going to blame the trainer for giving me the piece of information that's going to help me. What does the trainer do? Just wants to help me. Trainer doesn't hate me. Trainer wants to help and guide and direct. And guess what? It's their job. That's your job. If I come in and I lay money down on the table and I say, I want to get in better shape and I need help, that's why you're there. Guys, that's why we're here. Because there are people who don't know Jesus. And if we don't tell them, who will? Jesus said, by this, all men will know you're my disciples. You love on them. You give them truth. You show them kindness. You tell them about me and forgiveness and reconciliation. You tell them about my blood. You tell them about relationship with me. That's your job. That's my job. We charge 2022 together. We come in here, we get recharged. You go home, you get recharged. If you're not spending time in his word, it's hard. Pastor came in the other day. And he was he was emotional. And he, and he said, "I want people to understand the value of getting in the word and getting with God on a daily basis." So here's what's happened. I know I'm, I'm rabbit trailing, but back in July, uh, Titus was home on summer break. And Titus said, hey, I'm gonna go to the gym. And I said, I wanna go. And he said, fine, you, that's fine. So I went, and as soon as you walk in the gym and you hit the counter area, right off to the side, there's a scale. And I thought, I'm just curious, you know. Jenny and I have a scale that we got for our wedding. It's still in our bathroom. <laughs> so I don't know how accurate that is. That was back before digital scales. It was one of those, you know, the big needle does the thing. So I stepped on the scale and I said, oh my gosh, I'm overweight. You know, I grabbed my phone and I looked and I'm like, I'm five foot 10, 50 years old, grab it. And it like 20 pounds overweight and and when I looked down at my feet I couldn't see them there's tire here <laughs> so I made a decision that day this is going to change and so I joined joined the gym and there's an interesting thing that comes across social media a lot and it's usually of a guy or a girl working out and it says uh, you have to I'm trying to think exactly how it's worded but you know you have to force yourself to go to the gym I have to force myself to take a rest day <laughs> and that's kind of how it's been I would say that in six months I've probably missed seven or eight 
the application is this. If I want results, I have to get in the gym. (laughs) If I want results, I need to get in his word. I need to hear the voice of the trainer. And I need to be obedient and not be upset or offended when the trainer tells me I'm doing wrong. Stop doing it that way. Get over there and I'm doing curls and I'm just throwing it. Brad walks over and he goes, "Um, you're doing it wrong. You're just expending a lot of energy, but you're not using your biceps at all. Once again, who are you to quit talking to me? You don't have any right. You're hypocrite. I'm listening to the voice of the trainer because the trainer knows. And if we're going to charge 2022, we need to listen to the voice of the trainer, the Holy Spirit inside of us who's saying, get in my word, hear my voice, know right from wrong. Well, I didn't know it was wrong. Well, get in the word, it'll tell you. And guess what the trainer does? Sometimes the trainer guides me in a critical way, but in love. And so if pastor gets up here and he's like, such and such, you know, you need to do this in order to have the blessing of God on your life. Don't get upset with him. He's the trainer. He's the messenger giving us the word of God because we always have his love, but I want his love and his blessings. We talk about it in tithe. If you're not tithing, how are you expected to have God's blessing on your finances? Don't say, man, I just can't save any money and I have issues all the time and I can't pay my bills. Are you tithing? No. Well, then don't you want to do that so you can have God's blessing on your life? I'm not talking about His grace. I'm talking about His promise. If you give, He'll open up the windows of heaven. Truth that comes when we follow God and we listen to the voice of the trainer. As Christians, we can and should hear the voice of God. That's what Christ followers do. They don't come to church and take up a seat on Sunday, which is a good thing to do. But there's more to it. There's more to it. And I encourage you, you know what? We're back on Wednesday nights and we have been for a while. That's just what we do. We, on Wednesday night, we come in, we, we teach and train kids back here. If you're not part of that, Come in here. Pastor's got good word, a good word from the Lord. Training, togetherness, family, community. It's the church. It's the body of Christ. And if you're not here, there's something missing. Acting upon God's voice is a choice. It's up to you. But Paul said this, I'm going to make myself a living sacrifice because it's my reasonable service. It's the very least I can do. Jesus said, John, I love you. And he showed me by pouring out his blood. The least I can do is give him my life wholeheartedly because that says, I love you too. Father, thank you thank you that 2022 is just an opportunity for us to charge the mountain like Caleb did. It's just an opportunity for us to be a blessing and to hear your voice and believe what you say and then act on it. Help us to realize that we are Caleb's. You've given us mountains, promises, victories. We just have to believe your voice. We have to believe your word.
God, this morning, as we are recharged in your presence, I pray for a revelation upon everyone. God, reveal to each individual and myself included that you have good and perfect things in store, that you desire that we would prosper, that we would walk in your way to walk in light. But God, we need to be obedient to the trainer. So Holy Spirit, in love, guide us. That's what you do. Correction is direction. If I'm doing it wrong, God, show me how to do it right in love. Not because you hate me, more because you love me. Thank you. I just want to give you guys just a moment in the quietness here of our gathering together to just say, God, help me to hear your voice clearer. And if that means that I need to make more time for you and your word, the blessings come whenever we're obedient. And it's not always easy, but it's always beneficial. If you want to make a decision this morning, just right where you are, just to say, God, I want 2022 to be the year that I, like Caleb, charge my mountain. I want to be effective. I want to bring a good report and I want to be a blessing to others. You just tell him that. He hears you. invite you to stand to your feet, please, this morning. I speak a blessing over you today. God, according to your word, I speak life over those that hear my voice, whether here and in person or online. And I thank you that you're going to bless them. I thank you they're going to hear your voice. They're going to believe what you say. And then they're going to act accordingly as you have called us to do as your children, your disciples, your followers. God, I speak health and safety over your children. Your desire is that we would walk in health so let that be the case. Those listening by internet, God, that are claiming your word this morning, let them not walk in fear, but in assurance, God, that you are in control, provider, healer, deliverer. I speak truth from your word over them today, and I pray that they would walk in truth and in newness and in 2022, a desire, God, just be available. It's not about being more productive. It's just about being more obedient and being more available. Let us be that. God, I thank you for Grace Church. 
2022, we charge it together as your body, as your bride. And we pray this in the mighty name of the holy and anointed one, the best friend we've ever had, Jesus Christ. If you agreed with that, you say, amen. Amen, amen. You guys have an awesome day. I encourage you and hope to see you here on Wednesday night, seven o'clock. We'll have our gathering and it'll be awesome. You guys be blessed. Have a great day.